Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I would say there's a better chance of Eisen being right than Chad Jimmy Johnson. G, because if you bring in Russ, Russ is the starter. Even though he's making league, he's making peanuts. He still is expected to start because of his resume. He'd be coming off, yeah, what, but a I'm very not, weird, but no, like, I know, statistically but I'm good not, season. I'm not sure Russell Wilson is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL this season. Even if it was he came here. Well, I'm just saying I don't think he has a starting quarterback job to turn down to come here. Oh yeah, do you know and, what I mean? And, yeah, like, yeah. There's not some. There's not a better offer out there for him right now. I think he could end up being a backup where I think he could just end up being done with football. I think uh, it's going to depend that on one what he wants him, to do. Done with football with him seems like a real possibility. Because he's going to get paid that Denver money whether he's playing football this year or not. And it's all guaranteed to him. Man, I feel like he's going into, you're going to find out he's doing 20 different businesses on the side. Is he going to do TV? Here's what I, uh, I think it's possible. I mean, Matt Ryan's not exactly the most explosive personality and he got a gig as a former MVP to work for CBS I think Wilson if he wanted to go into broadcasting even though he's corny as all get out could get could get a job um I think what's going to happen with him my prediction on Wilson is that he won't sign with the team and he'll just wait for the inevitable slew of quarterback injuries mm-hmm. and then he'll just pick his spot from there that's what I would do if I were him pull a Roger Clemens yeah Speaking of that crew on uh, on Get Up, I know it's always like different people every morning, but I, I have it on just like muted every single morning. And one of the guys, I think it might have been Dan Graziano the other day, everybody was predicting where Russell Wilson would go. Shockingly, maybe Bart Scott had the Steelers as his. Uh, Tannenbaum had the Jets. He said it'll be Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, and Graziano said... The graphic just said, on the get upset. <laughs> I like, respect to Graziano for that. Well, they might have a vacancy because R- Ryan Clark's going through a bitter contract dispute with them right now, it sounds like. Where he's up. Yeah, they're not to, on get up, apparently. They need to pay him. What, is he, what does he need to show them that he's not, or what has he shown them that they would think he's not worthy of a huge extension and, and big money? Pay Ryan Clark his money. Here's a text from a little birdie, speaking of which. Russell Wilson has an Acrisure endorsement. He must be signing here. Really? I got to look it up. He does. I had Batco on yesterday. He mentioned that, like kind of jokingly, but it is true. He has some sort of relationship with Acrisure. Congratulations, Russell Wilson, co-founding partner of Evolution Advisors. It's on the Acrisure page. 
It's Destiny Pony. Would you like to revise your uh, your odds here? There's a connection. Get that sweet Acrisure money. They can pay them league minimum, veteran minimum. Who cares? Got that big Acrisure train rolling down the tracks. That would be something, man. Can you imagine sponsor, he comes if here? The, if, the spo- if a sponsor went to the Steelers and just nudged them like, hey, we've got a relationship with this can guy. You imagine you take a him, look at him, please? Him, it's like, because I know he would do this. They say, hey, Russell, we're make we're footing the bill a little bit for this. We need you to end all team huddles with on three, Acrisure. One, two, three. Acrisure. He would do it. Well, doesn't he do that thing like Broncos country, let's, let's ride? Well, that was, I actually almost How about Acrisure country, let, let's ride? Would you just drop the Steelers and go right to the What if uh, he just said, I'm not just sure, sponsor. I'm Acrisure. <laughs> you know his kid's name is Future? Isn't that the rapper who said that he, like, was going to beat up Russell Wilson? Because... Or am I making that up? No, Future it... was a rapper who, like, had a past, I think, with Sierra. Oh, and so the said, kid's like, name is not Future? I don't know. And then he was like, I'm going to come and beat up Russell Wilson. And to Russell's credit, everyone correctly said, if that guy ever threw one fist at Russell Wilson, he would break him like a twig. Well, I don't think Wilson's been cut yet, so he's not on these list of free agent quarterbacks that are out there. But all of the big websites now are ranking the crop of players and none of them speak very highly or think very highly of Rudolph even with the way he finished where was he on ESPN's big list he did not make their top 50 you know what else I saw in that top 50 because I skimmed it to make sure I wasn't missing anything blatant the Steelers not mentioned as a good fit for one of the 50 players mentioned that's not one that's true and then um the athletic came out with their top 150 I bet Rudolph is 71st no not even that high 110 so here are the quarterbacks that they put ahead of him. They have Kirk Cousins as the best one. He's the seventh right, be- he, rated player. He's better than Rudolph, obviously. Obviously, uh, Let's see here. Mayfield, 20th overall. Much he's better the second than quarterback. No argument there. And now I'm really scrolling down here for the next one. Just Sam you- Darnold, next, he- 98th. Ty- Tyrod Taylor, 103. Ryan Tannehill. 105 Mason Rudolph 118 I think he's better than Tannehill at this point and then the guys below him is he is he better than Taylor he's got Jacoby Brissett they've got Jacoby Brissett and Gardner Minshew I have a question why is Sam Darnold rated so highly other than he was the third overall pick in a draft what has Sam Darnold done to convince people well it's the it's the it's the Mitch Trubisky effect he goes someplace with a good team as a backup they speak highly of him He's or, already, but he's already done that once with Carolina, so it's not like this was even his second team. A la Trubisky, you know what it really is? It's the Shanahan shine. He must have figured out how to play quarterback with Kyle Shanahan around. Although, well, if you're the third overall pick talent wise, and Kyle Shanahan decides Mr. Irrelevant is still better than you, I actually feel like that doesn't reflect so well in your ability to play the position. Yeah, I agree with that. That there were some, not a lot of struggles, but there were some. There was a blip in the middle of the season with. Uh, Purdy, and Purdy, they and never, they never wavered. They didn't even think about wavering. He brought him into the Baltimore game when they were getting blown out. The Russell it. Wilson Acrisure endorsement now has me reeling. Just imagining those commercials inundating every Steelers broadcast. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. The NFL Scouting Combine starts Monday. And so with more on that, we go out to the hotline and welcome in the guy I like to call Pittsburgh's NFL draft guru because he is a Carnegie Mellon man, a tartan through and through, and now he is a big name, CBSSports.com. Uh, their draft analyst does an awesome job, and we love when we get him on the show. That is, of course, Ryan Wilson back with us. Ryan, from a Steelers fan perspective, what do you think is the biggest scouting combine storyline that we should be watching going into uh, next week? I mean, it may not even be the, the college players, Pony. It might be what's going to happen with Justin Fields. We heard Jerry Delac's report about what it means for Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, who isn't under contract yet in terms of being um, maybe, a, in a sense, the front runners for the job. But it, it feels like the door has been left ajar, uh, or as Tymon likes to say, leave the light on for whoever quarterback number three might be. And I think the Justin Fields conversations, and these sort of conversations usually heat up at the combine, what's going to happen with players who are currently – uh, under contract and are looking to get traded or moved or even guys who are free agents might sign elsewhere. That that starts to to percolate once you get to Indianapolis. And, and I wonder if that's going to be a bigger storyline than how any of these quarterbacks interview or should they happen to throw what they look like throwing in, in T-shirts and shorts. Because uh, you guys know better than I do, there, there's been a, a groundswell of support for Justin Fields relocating from Chicago uh, over to Western Pennsylvania. And, and I wonder if that those talks will pick up a little bit. Uh, in the coming days once you get to Andy there. Ryan, we know that quarterback isn't the only sort of question mark for them. They've got a lot of spots on that roster. They still need to upgrade, tackle, uh, interior, you know, center, uh, cornerback, just to name a couple. Any positions in this draft that you and, and others, but that you specifically, are expecting there to be a run-on in the first round where maybe the Steelers have a need and all of a sudden all the best guys go because everyone else has the same need? I think at 20, the Steelers might be in a pretty good spot to get interior defensive line that, that there's only going to be a couple guys that go in the first round probably, but it feels like those guys can get pushed down. Uh, there's going to be a, a glut of offensive tackles more than last year in terms of depth at the top of the draft. And some of those guys can get pushed down, whether it's injuries or, or just other players get drafted ahead of them, quarterbacks, and maybe even some wide receivers slash edge rushers. And if, if you're talking, to, I'll talk specifically about the, the offensive tackle class. You know, what Broderick Jones was able to do once he got on the field <clears throat> last year, and, and we'll see what happens with Dan Moore. But if Broderick Jones' teammate, Amarius Mims, is there at 20, and the only reason he would be there is because he's battled some injuries, only played in seven games last year, he's better than Broderick coming out. He's he's bigger, he, he's stronger, mm. he's probably more fleet of foot, and Broderick checks all those boxes and then some. Uh, and Broderick was raw coming out of Georgia as well. But Amarius is a special kind of freakish athlete, and the idea of him, he's a right tackle. Um, that's, all he, that's all he's played in college. The idea of him bookended with Broderick, it, it would make whoever the quarterback is probably feel a lot better, make Arthur Smith feel a lot better about the run game. So I love the idea of, of him being a possibility there. 
Khaleesi Fuaga has gotten a lot of run in, in recent weeks. I don't know if he lasts that long. There's some rumors that, that the Jets love him, and they pick him in the middle of the first round. And J.C. Latham's another huge, enormous right tackle who's just a, a tinge below a Mary Smims for me in terms of how I have him graded. But he's a top 20 guy all day long, and he's a, a guy you put in right away and, and you would imagine would be pretty dominant. So offensive tackle feels pretty good. Offensive, interior offensive line, there have been long conversations about what the Seahawks should do there. You can get guys in round one. Jackson Powers-Johnson is going to be a, a popular name. Graham Barton, I'm like a little less, maybe more into the early second round. But there are going to be guys uh, in round two later as that round unfolds that will be available too there for the Steelers and, and in the cornerback class. A lot of great players there that could be possibilities at, at 120, um, depending on how things check out above them. But I think this will be one of those classes where you look back and say, if you're the Steelers, we have a bunch of needs, and we will be able to get our first or second option at one of these positions, I feel like, if we stay put. Ryan, even the uh, people that are uh, clued in nationally, locally, who disagree on to what degree the Steelers will go after the quarterback position from who's finding another starter or whatever – they all seem to be in agreement that they're probably going to find somebody in the draft uh, you know, somewhere along the way. M- unlikely early, but they'll get somebody no matter what. They want a developmental quarterback. So let's look at day three guys right now. Is there somebody who you like who will be at the combine this week who you think might fit the Steelers as a late-round pick to fill out their quarterback depth chart. I'll tell you something. That I, I love Pony, and I'm higher on him than a lot of people. And I get it when I say the name. You'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Spencer Rattler. Uh, I was not a huge Spencer Rattler guy three or four years ago. Coming out of high school, he was he, he seemed like he really was in love with Spencer Rattler. Had some issues with Oklahoma. Had to transfer. And he'll be the first to tell you that he's starting to figure things out. And who among us uh, as 17 to 22-year-old men haven't done a bunch of stupid things? Um, and I think he's sort of turned that corner. Now, there's never been any question about his arm strength. He's one of the toughest kids in this draft class. Go back and watch any of the South Carolina games. And the offensive line struggled to protect him because of injuries. He took a beating. He got back up every time. He will make any throw that you can throw at him. And one of the issues is sometimes he pushes the ball a little too much. And he had some turnovers late in those games trying to keep South Carolina close. But I, I love the edge with which this guy plays. And quarterback – more than anything else is confidence, and that is something he does not lack. And I think he has all the physical tools you look for in an NFL quarterback, except the size. He's only six feet. Uh, you don't see a lot of bad balls. I haven't had any concerns with, with him in terms of not being able to see over the line of scrimmage. And I like him late day two, but I've heard from teams that typically think he's probably going to last until day three. He feels like a guy you can bring in with no expectations, no pressure in terms of having to start right away. And he can do many of the things and then – exceed some of the things we've seen from the, the current crop of quarterbacks in Pittsburgh the last few years. And if you're going in another direction or you're better physical tools than Pickett, Yes. It's not even close. Um, Pickett might be better on the run. Okay, great. But in terms of making the throws you want to make and make them on time and throw with anticipation coming out of college, I like Spencer better. Is but he, um, Wow. Does he have any scar tissue from taking so many hits? Like, we heard that about Pickett after the fact. I took a lot of hits. That's why he bails from the pocket. That's why that's a problem. Have you seen any of that on tape from Rattler, a little bit of a tendency to bail early? I haven't, but one of the things – and look, I'm, I'm not trying to dump on Kenny. The, the, the reality is there's a huge step between college and the NFL, and you don't know. Like, we don't know. Caleb Williams could end up being the worst player in this draft class. Jaden uh, Daniels maybe ends up being the best. It's so hard to tell. 
But you're exactly right. Take enough shots, and, and you'll become gun-shy, too. I understand all that. But I haven't seen that from Spencer. But it's even playing SEC football or ACC football, there's a huge step up going to the NFL where everyone is a five-star. And, and I think, you know, that's something you have to figure out in the pre-draft process in terms of the interviews, when you talk to the player about why they decided to do this or do that when you're watching film together. And, and again, it's more art than science. But I, I think that physically – Spencer Rattler is up there with, with just about anyone in terms of the arm strength and the ability to make all the throws. He's a better athlete than give him credit for. He's probably not a better athlete than Kenny in space, but um, he's certainly good enough to, to, to win with the speed if he needs to. All right, Ryan, we'll talk again after the combine, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. There you go. More Rattler love. It's just when I hear that those tools are so good and there are a lot of reason to give him excuses for why the numbers weren't better in college. Mm -hmm. It just seems far-fetched to me that he would make it to day three of the draft. I think the only reason he might and if he is, looks that, good is that he's six feet tall. And pro day, well, let I me mean, look at where Kyler Murray got drafted in Baker Mayfield. You I know, understand we've seen that, that, but like stigma he didn't about up, short quarterbacks get yeah, broken. But both of those guys won Heisman trophies. This guy's been toiling for like a middle, sometimes slightly upper-tier SEC program. But also, at one point, he was considered the best college well, quarterback. I understand that, prospect. and that's why hearing about the toolsiness of him doesn't surprise me. You're that highly thought of. You must have something that you do that's really, really good. I just, I do think him being six feet could be a reason he slides a little. It's 4.30. That means it's time for a Dottie football debrief. The debrief, February go. 20, 2024. Uh, there is a way in which Notre Dame can get royally screwed by the new college football playoff setup, and I think you have my all, attention. All, just gonna... all three of us are very happy to hear that. <laughs> I was going to say, Pony took the words literally out of my mouth. You have my attention, sir. So the new college football playoff will put the four highest-ranked conference champions as seeds one through four. That means even if Notre Dame is the number one ranked team in the country, they would get the five seed, requiring them to win four straight games to win a title. I, I love that. it because I have hated the independent BS forever about them. And I and I think this could be something that maybe we see force their hand. We know it'll just be one jumbled mess of a conference soon enough anyway. Uh, I actually have a, I actually have a dissenting opinion on this. I think they love it for this reason because they can play the underdog role. <laughs> sure, but that's not, yeah, the victim I mean, card. No, not not even that. The first round of the playoffs are not at bull sites. Right? They're at home home stadiums. They're at home, so they'll get a home game out of it. Money, 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 money. Well, Notre Dame, cha-ching, 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 Notre cha-ching. Dame as the little program that could definitely needs an infusion of cash. They probably don't have enough on hand. Extra game in South Bend, sold out. But you know what? I'm Huge okay with interest that. in it. I'm okay with that. It'd be a 5-12 game. Yeah. I'm okay with that because they'll go down in flames as the number one team and, in the country to Team 12 and routinely. Te- and Team 12. Pitt mu- one year. A 9-4 and four Pitt team. <laughs> team 12 might be, Donnie, the best team. Group of five? From, well, well, just the, the fifth best conference champion because I think it's the top four conference winners get by yes and then the one that isn't good enough to get a buy still makes the playoff Um, yes so if that's the mountain west champion or the american champion and they're the 12 seed then because they have to make it 
Oh, and they go to Notre that? Dame. I bet Notre Dame wrongly probably looks at that as a easier game. We get an extra home game. We get a little tune-up before we go play the fourth-ranked team uh, at a bowl game the next week. They're, they're, look, they've got a seat at the table here under themselves where they vote and get the same voting power as the Big Ten or the SEC. Yep. So they had to go along with this. They're probably more comfortable with what Donnie said, that they can never be the number one seed in this tournament than you might think. Well, they can be the most – you know what they would say. Hey, we would be number one, if, you know, but we're Notre Dame. That means more. Touchdown, and I don't Jesus, think Donnie, I don't, I don't think they'd make the playoffs that much if they were in a league. I think that would hurt them. I think they've got a better chance of going them 11 in, and them 1. In the Big Ten, them in the Big Ten East, which is where geographically they would fit, they would be in a meat grinder every year. You kidding well, is, me? The, is the Big Ten still divisions now, or is it just no, 18 I guess, teams? No, you're right. No, because I keep forgetting because teams. now UCLA and USC are in the Big Ten. I'm thinking well, yeah, because it was Ten. always just the same side that won every yeah. year. Well, it was always Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and then... And then Mo the mostly, they played Iowa. Mostly Michigan and Ohio State. Penn State would sneak in there. But they would pack them in 109,000 strong, Donnie. That is the I saw that randomly and thought of you. Some Penn State fan was uh, was on Reddit with a Penn State avatar making fun of a new Big Ten team. It was like a UCLA screen grab with no one in the stands, and they said, well, the typical crowd for – it was a practice. They said, typical crowd for UCLA. Of course, it's a Penn State fan doing that bit. Yeah, if they were, if they were in the Big Ten, though, period, they would struggle because they'd have one of – they'd have bare minimum one extremely difficult conference game every year, probably two or three. They're usually what is Notre Dame most years in terms of actually putting aside our you know visceral hatred of them. They're a ten-win team most years. So what are they about like the twelfth to fourteenth best team in the country most? Yeah, years? they're a bubble team for this playoff. The problem is in the Big Ten. How many of the best ten in the country do you usually have? Three. I mean, you've got a. I think they're in a, they're in the catbird seat. I know they play a difficult schedule because they usually set it up, but they still throw Navy on there. Well, they've got to play all those ACC teams yeah. now as part of that agreement. The ACC, frankly, has not been a very good league. I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. It's probably been the fourth best college football conference behind the Big Ten, uh, SEC, and Big 12. Has it been better than the Pac-12? Yeah, I think most years. Last year it wasn't because that was the – Ironically, the Pac-12 had its best year in like 20 years the year before it went extinct. They put it in the trash can. Yeah. How many? How often do you think Penn State, if they have this 12-team format for the next 10 years, if you're a Penn State fan, how many of those years should you expect to be in the playoff? Reasonable expectation. Honestly? Yep. Probably six or seven. Donnie? So what? It's going to be... Five automatic bids yeah, and seven the, at large. Yeah, the major. Yeah, I think the, they'll be one of those seven at large, sixty or seventy percent of the time. If you're ranked in the top ten at yeah. the end of the at the end of the regular season, you're in the playoff pretty much. Yeah, I mean they they should go into most seasons. I would think having a a real expectation to get there, or like right on the doorstep. I mean, think about the expectation they already hold themselves to. With but the, they, but they like just miss out because it is Ohio State, it is Michigan, who always tend to bully them away from it. And they're not blocked, and I don't think they have to play those two teams every year now, Ohio State, Michigan. And who they're, knows what's going to happen to Michigan, by the way, now that Harbaugh's gone. I don't think they're a slam dunk to still be a great. I, I program. still think six or seven out of the next ten years, Penn State should make it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's right. I, if I'm a Penn State fan, I would expect to be in the playoffs seventy-five percent of the time. 
and I would expect to win at least a game in the playoffs around 50% of the time. Man, that's, that's what I would expect. That's the more juicy one for me because I can see them going up against a peer, like a legitimately really good team, and just having major problems. I think that's Franklin's calling card in a negative way. All right, if you're a Pitt fan, how often sh should you expect to be in the in the playoff? One to two times in the next 10 years. Really? One. Come on. Probably one. <laughs> really? Even one? Yeah, I think one. I mean, did you see the Kenny Pickett season coming? What would that have put them as the 12 seed, I think, the last team in? Yes, but that happened once in 40 years, not once in 10. All right, I'm playing the percentages here. 10% chance. Oh, man. Once. So if, if Narduzzi is their coach for the next 10 years, Over under and he 0. doesn't get them into the playoffs, you're going to say bad job by him? Yeah, I think so, because you should be able to stumble into at least one team. You should be able to find one quarterback one time, like Pickett, who catches fire and brings you all the way up to that level. Plus, there's going to be more player movement. It's going to be a, a kind of perpetually unsettled situation. Find your way in one time. What I is, don't know. I what is it, Pitt about the 40th best program in the country? I think you'd have to expand to 16 Hold for on. me to. Yeah, I would well, agree they, with that. They also would have been at one of the automatic bids the year that Pickett went off. They Correct. won the ACC. Correct. Okay. So, tell me, were they the, one of the four highest ranked teams though donnie i don't think they would have they been, wouldn't have been. Cincinnati, they'd have been the fifth team cincinnati, cincinnati was, was ranked undefeated. ahead of them that year yeah that so, was the year since he played bama in the playoff yeah so actually they wouldn't have gotten that would have been a year bid. where the group of five winner would have been the highest ranked and they would have been the last team in so i'm not hmm, sure Pitt okay. would have. i don't think Pitt either would have way automatically made it okay if you believe that they are probably about roughly a 35 to 40 team in college football which i do you know anywhere in that five or so team range i think you can reasonably expect that you stumble into it one time in 10 years, yes. I don't say that with like a ton of confidence, but I think it should happen. Find a quarterback. You have an ACC schedule. We just got done saying the truth about the ACC, which is that it is not good. Win the ACC. Clemson looks like they're a bit on the downturn, don't they? Florida uh, State, I can't. Yeah, because I don't think that, I don't think that Dabo's really big on love the NIL stuff. Noted. Uh, so, okay, so I double-checked this. Yes. So Pitt would have made it in 2021 but they would have been the they would have been the last team in so bama michigan cincinnati and baylor would have gotten the four buys and then utah and pitt would have been in um as, auto as automatic bids and pitt would have played at georgia well that would have been the lambs or the lions fighting the christians <laughs> First, that would have been a little bit problematic right but they're automatically in by winning a conference yes yeah yeah, yeah. so win the acc and be the 12th seed Although this model was with the Pac-12 still existing. So actually, if it's five automatic bids, they would not have gotten in because Utah would have been the fifth conference winner over them. You think it would be easy, though, for the committee to take, unless Pitt was like somehow a four-loss ACC champion? I think if even if they were the 12th team, you would feel like you've got to find a way to take them in. With four losses? No, on, other than that situation. Oh. Other than that situation. Yeah, I would expect. I think they're the, going to get there I, one time. I would expect the ACC champion to be in this tournament every year, and I think they can win one ACC championship out of the next four, or the next ten. How many right. times should West Virginia make it? Zero. Damn. Thought you might say at least. If what? Honestly, if if I think Pitt should make it one time, West Virginia should stumble their way in once. Well, there's no dominant teams in the Big Twelve now because Texas and Oklahoma are headed to the SEC. So maybe I should revise that. But I don't think their coach is very good. I don't think Neil Brown is the type of guy that elicits feelings of them being in competition for a national championship. If Neil Brown walked down the street, suit and tie, 
What percentage of people would think he was a football coach and what percentage would think he was a certified public accountant? Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.